Hello, everybody. This is Ben Hodges here from BH Drum Academy, and this is the BH Drum Pod, the podcast that's all about learning drums. Today's episode is about drum charts and how to write a drum chart. A drum chart is like a little cheat sheet that drummers will write about how to play a song. Many drummers write drum charts, including myself. Some uh, professional drummers use it as a way to quickly learn songs, especially when you don't have the time to sit and learn them over and over and over and over and over again and listen to them over and over and over again, uh, like it's the only thing they have to do. Many drummers and some drummers uh, will play in multiple bands, like sessionist drummers, for example. They go from one band to another band and learning a bunch of different songs, and they sometimes need a little cheat sheet or a little help to remember how to play certain songs. Um, when many people are learning drums for the first time, um, we off, they often will just try their best to play along with it on like some, on like playing music off in their headphones, playing the drums uh, when they're learning it. But when it gets to the live stage, I know that there is a lot of anxiety and sometimes fear that we're going to forget something. We forgot that this song has this little stop or this is the thing that the, the drums do in this song. So drum charts are a way to help us learn songs. And it also is something that is used in a live context um, so that we can have a quick look at it as we play or before we play to remind us of what to do in a certain song. So that's what a drum chart is. It's kind of like our cheat notes of how to play a certain song. And you would have a drum chart for each of different songs. Um, now, something we have to acknowledge is how everybody's brain works. Does everybody's brain in the world work the same? No, they do not work the same. We all learn differently. We all learn differently. And what your brain needs is different than everybody's brain. There is not just one drum chart fits all. There's not one way that we all play drums that works for everybody. Some people love visual representations or love pictures. Uh, some people don't. Some people can read sheet, sheet music really, really fast. And some people cannot. So um, I, I often, some lots of my students who come to BHM Academy are, um, actually some of them are in high school and they bring along their sheet music that their band teacher has given them and they want some help in order to figure out what to play. And it often, more often than not, the biggest struggle that many of these students have is the ability to play drums and read sheet music at the same time. Like they have to follow along perfectly bar by bar to make sure they don't hit anything and make sure they have to hit, hit these drums with precision. And uh, I asked them, um, have you talked to your band teacher about this, um, about about these, this music and about this. And they say they have, and they have always told them um, that it, you try your best to hit as best as you can, but not to worry if you miss a certain beat here and there, just as long as the stops and starts are correct. And to be honest, that is probably the right <laughs> approach to playing the sheet music. Um, for those who can play it, sheet, play, following along with sheet music, perfectly as you play drums that is a heck of a talent um i 
am one of those people that cannot do that. I can read sheet music and it might take me a, a moment to sit there and, and read it and try and figure out what to drum. Uh, but my brain doesn't work that way. My brain doesn't work that way. I would rather have a quick reference of um, maybe what to play and then I can roll with it. My brain is creative enough and um, I can read band members enough and conductors enough that I am able to play without lots and lots and lots of information like sheet music does. So some people love a lot of information. Some people don't need much information. They just need a quick little reminder of what to do. And sometimes a little cue here and there or a quick note of when to stop and when to start. Um, recently, I started playing um, with uh, a musician who is in country music. And one, I was always a rock drummer growing up. And one thing I noticed when I started playing country music is there was a lot more stops and starts and holy, that was hard to remember. <laughs> it was always hard to remember. Oh, it stops here the first time. And then it does this little weird beat this time. And then it's, uh, then we do this little fill here. Um, that was quite challenging when I first started playing, uh, quite a while ago. And, um, I had to use drum charts in order to remind myself of what to do. So the reason why, um, I'm bringing this up is we just have to acknowledge that our brain works differently. And before you get started, you have to understand how your brain works. You need to know um, what is the information that you would like to get uh, on your drum chart. There is no point writing tons and tons of tons of notes um, and tons of like little tidbits of information on your drum chart um, that overwhelms you. So it's kind of like a, a fair balance. You have to understand what your brain needs um, for information uh, and what would be helpful. Uh, and it's important not to leave too little of information that it's too vague and you, you might not play very well because of it. And there's also a fine balance of not to leave too much, that it's overwhelming and then it can get confusing because really the point of a drum chart is just meant for you to be a quick reference. And I say quick reference as in you look at it for maybe 10 seconds-ish and 10 to 15 seconds and you have figured it out. Okay, you know what you're supposed to do. You know what you're supposed to play. Um, that is kind of what the drum chart is meant to be. Like it's meant to be, you have a quick look at it right before you play and boom, you remember everything that you need to know. Okay, um, some drummers have their drum charts right next to their drums as they play. Some look at it like before a show and memorize their drum charts. Um, so it's completely up to you of how you want to execute it. So it's something that you need to keep in mind. The drum chart is just meant for be a quick reference. If it takes you a good minute or two minutes to understand what's going on and read every single little note that you have, then it's too much. Then it's too much. You need to simplify a little bit better and maybe reanalyze what is your brain thinking and what, what does it need? What does your brain need in order to understand? 
Now, components of a drum chart. What should a drum chart have in it? Well, of course, it's going to have the title of the song and it's going to have perhaps the beats per minute, like the tempo or the speed that you're going to be playing the song at. Um, it's going to include perhaps some notes about um, maybe what the feel or the groove of the song is. Like, for example, is it supposed to be high energy? Is it supposed to be low and slow? Is it supposed to be a swing beat, for example? That might be something you might want to put on. Again, this is optional. You don't have to. Um, it should also have um, some notes about the song structure. So, for example, what parts are in a song, in an introduction, um, a chorus, verses, pre-chorus, solo. Maybe you have a word about the riff, like a main riff or something like that. Um, it should also have in there the counts, like how long does a introduction go for? How long does a verse go for? How long does the chorus go for? How many times do you play something? So those are some information that goes in there. I'll talk about it a little more in depth in it very soon. Um, it would be also good to have some notes about um, now the what to play, uh, especially around the kick and the snare, because the kick and the snare are really the main elements of a song. The kick and the snare is the rhythm part of the drum beat. So that's what matches probably lots of the musicians to get the kick and the snare right. If you can get the kick and the snare right, everything else is auxiliary and you can follow along with it. Imagine like you're a computer drummer. You're an AI drummer. You're going to be playing like a kick and a snare pattern um, that is like computerized almost. And if you play that kick and snare pattern, uh, a majority of the song, if you can get that right, uh, the song is going to come naturally and it's going to be as it's going to sound good. So getting the uh, maybe some notes about what the kick and the snare pattern are. Um, and it's also make sure that you have some easy to read um maybe some notes or stars or highlights or symbols or something like that. Some people I've seen drum charts where some people have put colors like highlighter colors to symbolize certain parts of a song. I've seen people use symbols like they've uh, written a star means this and a smiley face means this or, or something like that. Um, and they've used these symbols as a way to simplify things. So we have a song title, we have the beats per minute, we have the song structure and how long it's count, how long, they go for, like how long an introduction or verse goes for. Uh, maybe some notes about what the kick and the snare pattern is or, or the what to play. And if there's anything else to add, of course, anything else to add. Um, and of course, some uh, easy to read and uh, easy to read symbols or um, navigation on your page so that you can follow along with it uh, easily. Okay. Now, as you're writing your jump charts, you probably have some choices to make. And the first one I want to talk about is the song structure and the counting. And I mentioned I would come back and talk about this. The song structure and the counting. Um, some people think of counting like how many beats are in a bar. Okay. Like, and that's the same as a metronome. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. That's two bars. One, two, three, four. That's three bars. One, two, three, four. Four, that's four bars. Some people measure by four bars or how, not four bars, but that's my example, but how many bars are in something. So some people might write introduction, 16 bars, or they might say verse, eight bars or something like that. Um, another thing that you might want to think about is another way to think about it is some people don't like counting in bars. 
they don't like counting that. If you're one of those people that are thinking like, holy moly, I have to count up to, in my example, I said 16 bars. Holy moly, who can sit there for a long time while playing drums? That's a skill even to practice is sitting there playing a rock beat. Two, three, four, one, two, three, four, two, and all the way to 16. Like, holy moly, what happens if I lose count or I kind of get messed up? Like that's a real reality. That's kind of a stressful situation. So some people instead simplify that by instead of counting 16, maybe they count two groups of eight, right? So you were writing your drum chart two times eight or eight plus eight or something like that. So they count only up to eight, or maybe they count four times four, like four rounds of four, four plus four plus four plus four. Right? So, they, so they use that instead of counting all the way to 16, they go all the way to four and then go back to one. Okay. Two, three, and they do four sets of four and that makes it 16. Okay. So that's one way to count it. Um, but if you don't like counting in bars as well, one other way that you can um, count is you can count by the number of riffs that you hear. For example, like the guitar, right? Maybe there's a sweet little guitar riff that you acknowledge like, oh, you play this cool uh, guitar pattern this many times, right? Maybe you hear like the progression of four chords played over. Uh, maybe the four chords takes about two bars to play. Okay. So maybe you take that riff and you say, okay, you're going to play that guitar riff uh, eight times, right? Eight bars of two makes 16. Okay. Or, or sorry. Yeah. So you're counting 16, uh, 16 bars, but instead of counting bars, you're counting how many times you hear a riff or what you hear in the music. So the choice you have to make is when you're writing down the song structure and how many times it goes, are you counting by bars or are you counting by riffs or are you counting by how many times something happens in the song? So that's a choice that you want to make. And I suggest the choice of that makes it work best for your brain. My personal opinion, I like to count by the guitar riffs. How many times I hear something happen in music, like how many times I hear this chord progression play by a guitar. Okay. So maybe I hear this intro, this main riff that this guitar plays in the song. I hear it played four times and then the chorus happens. Like that's, that's an example of what you could be putting into your sheet music or, or your drum chart, pardon me. Okay. So keep that in mind. The other choice, another choice you have to make is what you're going to write for your notes about the what to play, the what to play. Okay. So you figured out how many times this verse happens, like how, what your counting is, how many, how long the count is this many riffs, but what do you play for drums? How do you write that down? How do you write down what you play? So I've seen some people do a variety of things. I've seen some people put down the actual sheet music part. Uh, for example, they put in like a quick kick pattern uh, sheet music rhythm. So for example, maybe the, um, let's use the example of We Will Rock You by Queen. Okay. Maybe they put down a, uh, a quick little uh, note, like sheet music of two eighth notes and a one um, quarter note right after it. Boom, boom, tsh, boom, boom. Tsh. Maybe they do uh, the, the eighth notes. They put a little K underneath the little eighth notes to say kick, kick, and a little S under the eight, eighth note 
or the quarter note to say snare, kick, kick, snare, kick, kick, snare, kick, kick, snare, kick, kick, snare. Like they have that little pattern that's written there. I've seen also some people write down a code to write down if it's something that's easy to remember. Maybe they put uh, K two four and S one three, meaning that the kick will come on on the two and the four and the snare could come on the one and the three. I've seen some people write codes like that as well. I've seen some people do uh, word phrasing, like they play the fast, fast beat or they play slow beat. Uh, basically, you're writing notes that's going to make it easy for you to remember. Remember not to write too much and not to write too little. Uh, because you don't want you don't want to confuse you, but you also don't want to write too much that's overwhelming. Okay, so keep that in mind as as it goes. Um, that is some a, a great suggestion, and some you have to get kind of get creative with the codes and the, the what you play to write down in your drum charts. You have to get creative, but remember, I can't tell you necessarily what to write because I don't know how your brain operates. But these are this is the reason I'm bringing this up is it gives you something to think about. Now, are you going to write the most perfect drum chart ever on your first try? Probably not. <laughs> to be honest, sometimes I look back at my drum charts and I, I'm always constantly changing them or redoing them um, if I have time because I'm like, that was confusing or this is too complicated or maybe it's, I don't have enough information. I need to add more or I can simplify this a little bit. Maybe your brain progresses and you, you can think as you learn, you're learning different things. So it takes practice. Drum chart take practice. Okay. And to perfect a method, your brain needs to remember you need to practice it, right? You need to pr you practice it. You only know your brain the best of how it works and how you can remember things. Um, of course, one day you, maybe you'll know the song front to back so well, like the back of your hand, you won't need a drum chart, but for those who do need it as a rem to remind them of how to play, if you're quite forgetful, or you're in a rush and you don't have time to memorize a song perfectly, drum charts are definitely a great tool to use. Um, now, if you would like to see a template of what a drum chart looks like, uh, I'm, I'm going to attach a file to this podcast here on the description notes below uh, so that you can see one. And if it doesn't work, please send me an email or reach out to me on bhdrumacademy.com uh, or my Instagram or uh, my Facebook or send me an email, bhdrumacademy at outlook.com. And I'd love to talk you through it. And if you'd ever like to work together on making a drum chart on a specific song you're looking at, just to show an example, uh, you're absolutely welcome to. That's a great suggestion to do. So um, please, by all means, reach out if you need some help. Uh, we're all in this together. Uh, hopefully this, this episode has been helpful for you in making drum charts. Uh, please like, subscribe, and share a rating. That's the best way to keep this podcast going. Um, and thank you for all your support and your kind words uh, about, about all the message about this podcast. I'm really appreciating it. I'm glad it's, it's coming useful for lots and lots of people to learn. Uh, so until next time, friends, thank you so much. This is Ben Hodges here. And get playing those drums. Thanks so much.